It's a new day. Yes, it is. Wakey, wakey. Time to get up. Good morning, citizens. Up and at them. Rise and shine. This is your wake-up call, people. Come on. The coffee's on. We're going to get you guys circulating on Christian radio. I understand young people. I know what's hip. I know what's on. I know what's lit. I know what's fleet. I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Rise and shine, nerd. You're tuned in to episode 464 of the Back Row Morning Show, proudly a part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. I'm Radio Matt, station manager and a nerd culture missionary here at LTN. I'm a third generation radio dude and a lifelong nerd. And I'm Mo, the chief cohort and crazy, here to bring the facts and fire to your day. I'm still in need of coffee, and Carlsbad sucks. Today on the show, we're looking at one last lesson for this week out of the rise and fall of Mars Hill. Also on the show today, to sweet. <laughs> but first, today is Thursday, April 14th, 2022, and we got some holidays to celebrate. That's right, but before we get to those, happy birthday <laughs> to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday, dear Chris, happy birthday to you. Today's Chris's birthday. Hmm. Does he celebrate birthdays like you celebrate birthdays, or does he care? Why you gotta hate on me? I'm just curious. Listen. I didn't say anything negative about the way you said it. Yeah, but you meant something negative, didn't you? But they didn't know that. Did you mean something negative? (laughs) Of course I did. I know you did. (laughs) And no, he does not celebrate birthdays the way that I do. In fact, he's made it very clear that I better not be doing anything for him, which is very difficult for me. See, I don't know. I, and I, I know I'm in the probably, or I'm almost certainly in the lesser camp on this, but like I was talking to my mom and my mom's really big into birthdays and, and all my brothers are really big into birthdays, always texting and reminding you, oh, your brother's birthday is coming up this week. I'm like, that's great. I'm not going to say anything to him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I like, I could care less. I could care less when my birthday rolls around. I could care less if anybody gets me anything or thinks about me on my birthday. I don't put my birthday on Facebook. I don't put it anywhere. Uh, The only person I care about caring about my birthday is my wife. And beyond that, no bigs. The only person you care about is Karen? Huh? The only only person person I care about caring about. (laughs) Is my wife. <laughs> His name is not Karen. It's not Karen. But if it was Karen, that would have been even cooler to say. That would have been super cool. <laughs> You're going to need to go home and ask her to please legally change her name. No, see, okay. Now, KY in the chat said, see, that makes me want to ask what everybody's love language is. My love language is gift giving. Okay, but hold on. Is it is your love language gift giving or is it gift giving, not gift getting? Yeah. See, so that's that's different for me. It's you time. show love yeah. by giving others gifts, but how do you receive? Receive love, love is time spent, quality time. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, <coughs> and memes. The sixth one, memes, sharing memes. That's the new one. Anyway, <laughs> don't you remember that? I think um, John Chris posted that. I think. I don't. <laughs> Rise and fall of Mars Hill, Matt. Rise and fall of Mars Hill. <laughs> anyway. Completely different thing. <laughs> oh, but they're all connected. Holidays. Um, oh, okay. Oh, you got it's something else? National, it's National Pecan Day. Uh, I love me a good pecan. The nut. Mm-mm. Not the porta potty. 
What? Uh, what? Porta potty. Oh, pecan. Ugh. Gross. I think there was a uh, Jeff Foxworthy joke about hunting. Maybe it was Billing Will. I don't know. One of them. Probably Bill. <clears throat> He's better. Like, took my wife uh, hunting the other, for the first time the other day. About four hours in, she's like, he was Bill. And I was like, Bill. Yeah. I gotta go pee. Well. I got a coffee can. <laughs> <laughs> You're out in the middle of nowhere in a blind, trying not to scare all the deer away. Sorry, this is where you pee. You pee right here. <laughs> Which kind of cracks me up because you know good and well, like, peeing into a coffee can, those deer hear that. <laughs> you know what I mean? They hear that. And smell it, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <sighs> anyway, uh, it's also National Gardening Day. Mm. So start your gardens. No. Okay. We're and... bad at that. Everything we, we plant dies. Okay. And it's also <laughs> National Dolphin Day. Listen, we're nearing the end of the week here, and I am tired. <laughs> I am no you longer have, witty. have no, <laughs> no I, repertoire over I these I no longer have anything holidays. to... <laughs> Have you ever swam with the dolphins? Have you ever heard the wolf cry to the blue horn moon? Blue corn moon? What is it? The blue something moon. (laughs) Can you paint with all the colors of the wind? (laughs) I think it's blue corn. Yeah. Is it blue corn? It's blue corn. I always grew up saying blue horned moon, and I was like, it wasn't until I was in my 30s that I was like, what the? Heck is a blue horn moon, but what the heck is a blue corn moon? Deidre always grew up singing sandwiches, sandwiches. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. Um, what a movie. Sandwiches, sandwiches. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, those are our holidays. <laughs> no, I've never swam with dolphins. Uh, Although I, I would like to. I think it would be fun. <laughs> but they are also very terrifying. <laughs> like everybody they, looks yeah, at dolphins. They're dangerous. Yeah. yeah, everybody looks at dolphins and thinks, oh, they're so cute and sweet. They're the less violent of like <laughs> between sharks or dolphins or whales. <laughs> I'm going dolphins. They're closest to humans. They yeah, use no. more of their brain than we do. <laughs> they're vicious. <laughs> All right. So because of sickness and travel, we didn't have any shows during the entire wheels versus door debate. Mo and I talked a little bit of last week, a little bit of it, a little bit about it last week. A little bit about it. We talked a little bit about it on Monday. A little bit about it. But we haven't heard the opinions of our Discord buds. We so a little now bit about it. Now that the debate has been debated to death <laughs> and most of us have heard all the angles, we need to know what your final conclusions are. So today we're opening up the voice chat to hear what you think. Open it up. Uh, are there more doors or wheels doors in the wheels. world? And uh, looks like our only uh, only partaker of uh, discussion today is KY Redhead. Well, listen, so Tad just got here. Oh, Tad just got here. Tad, jump in. Just got here. We want to hear your 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 thoughts. One second, too. he said. But KY, you can go ahead. What do you what do you think? Doors or wheels? Well, first wow. off, first off. 
off. How are you doing? Uh, How are you? Oh, yeah. Hold on. KY, 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 KY. That was more annoying than. How are you? I'm good. Is that convincing? No, not even a little bit. I miss you, friend. I miss you too. Friend time is good. Yeah. I had some friend time. I got to I got to uh, have a movie watch party tonight with Brother Maud and Caspian. Aww. So that was really fun. We watched Ant Man nice. and laughed really hard. So Ant Man is good. good. Ant Man. I'm good quality movie. time. So that was it. Was nice to just yeah. hang out. Yeah. So hanging out with you guys is my <laughs> other fun thing on Fridays. So this is like two friend things in one night. Well, sweet. Well, fun friend things Friday. Hopefully we're making your day a little bit better. Yes, absolutely. And, uh, Tad, how are you doing? Hey, is Tad here? Uh, yeah, hi. Um, I'm still at the church at the moment. We just got done with our, our game night. So really? it was a lot of fun. We had two kids show up. Um, I was ready for 30. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's how it always works. How it always works. And then next month when you're yeah. you're only planning on the two, you're going to have 200. So just be ready for that. <laughs> Yeah, and it was the two that needed to be here, and I was so excited because they they're they haven't been to a youth group or anything like that, so we got to talk about youth group, and they were really interested. So you know, it, it was God's hand in the whole thing. So I'm I'm glad. Awesome. That's awesome. All right. Well, the question on the table, given all the different debates and everything that have gone on. Uh, and all the weird exceptions people are trying to make, are there more doors or wheels in the world? And KY will give you the floor first. So I think it's important in any discussion or argument like this to define terms. And I did ask a little bit earlier, like, hey, do gears count as wheels? And, you know, do like, is anything you open to reveal something else, a, uh, a like door. on a hinge, a door? Mm -hmm. So what is our... What's our what definition are our parameters, here? Matt? <clears throat> well, again, this is I mean, it is a very um, nuanced question uh, because everybody has their own parameters. But I can give you what my parameters were when it comes to wheels. It needs to be something that can turn uh, and spin basically without having to be forced beyond the initial push. Um. So I wouldn't consider gears because when they're made and used correctly, they are a part of a system. But I would consider like fidget spinners. I would consider toy wheels, you know, things of that nature. And I also would consider anything that has wheel in the name. So someone mentioned on Monday like a cheese wheel. Yeah, I'd consider that a wheel because it's called a wheel. <clears throat> Same thing with doors. Doors. The, I would consider a standard door being something that you uh, pull open and it opens sideways and offers an opportunity to go in and out. <clears throat> uh, and when we think of doors, we think of doors typically that uh, like have some sort of handle or whatever. So I wouldn't consider like, you know, shutters on a window, a door. But I would consider like a garage door a door, even though that doesn't open out the way that normal things do. Because again, it's in the name. It's got the door or like a 
a um, sliding glass door, sliding glass door, dishwasher door, you know, those kind of things. I consider mm-hmm. those oven door. <clears throat> so those are my parameters, but I'm willing to hear <laughs> your thoughts on other parameters. So, so like compartments, for example, like, um, you know, like a bread box no. or uh, something, because that's a door, you know, you lift it or you it has a hinge and you open it and you, you yeah, know, the I cabinet door, you said yes. So. Cabinet doors, yes. But I wouldn't consider everything with a hinge a door. Okay. And my, so if I understand opinion, your though. wheel definition correctly, you're going like Newtonian once it is put in motion it stays in motion by itself no system running it at least you know temporarily something like merry-go-round something that can freely spin um my six-year-old <laughs> <laughs> he is a total wheel uh no that's a little too out, out so there. merry-go-round yes no i say yes to merry-go-round merry-go-round would be a wheel it's a wheel i mean I would I would say no, but given your definition, I would no, say yes. No, because that's not actually how merry-go-rounds work. Merry-go-rounds actually work on a system of gears. So they don't... Oh, just... man, I am so ready. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 like, playground It was our things, wedding day. You know, the little merry-go-round playground things where you all, like, sit and then you spin it around. That could technically be a wheel. What are That's those what called? she just said. I thought she meant That's like a merry-go-round. The, I thought you were talking about like not the a, merry-go-round. Not a carousel. Co- yeah. That's oh, okay. A That's Ferris what I was thinking. Wheel. No, carousel is what I was thinking. Oh, <laughs> it's a southern thing because wheels in the name. <laughs> you you were confusing yourself at this point. <sighs> so the, okay, so then let yeah, let's say sorry, Ferris wheel. Yes. You say yes, it has I'd wheel in the name, so it counts. Ferris wheel, but a Ferris wheel does not operate on its own. You're absolutely right, but the wheel is what gets it in there. A Ferris wheel uses two wheels to operate the Ferris wheel. Oh, it does. So it would have even more wheels. So that's three wheels in <laughs> At a least. What about like a pulley system? Because a pulley system is made using wheels, but they don't fit your definition of wheels. Uh, they do. Because if you're not actually having the rope around those pulley wheels, you can still spin them free, free uh, formally and they are on an axis. So but that's what I said be about gears. But, well, gear, so you but can gears, deconstruct you know, anything and make it into a wheel. So now, de- now you're kind of de- going backwards on your definition, no, though, because if it's a listen, pulley, listen, it is has the rope on it. Listen, the rope is not always on a pulley. It is intentionally able to be removed, and that is uh, the case for all pulley systems. Pulley what systems about inside not... old, old windows? Can, <laughs> can I define wheel, please? You may. Yeah, sure. absolutely. Okay, wheel. Oxford Dictionary, a circular <laughs> object that revolves on an axis and is fixed below a vehicle or other object to enable it to move easily over the ground. A machine or structure having a wheel as its essential part. There, just by that definition, okay? Cool. So not cheese then. Not cheese. Cheese would not be, no, because there's no axis involved. Again, or you, asked, you asked me my definition, so. But if you I put a you really big totally toothpick go. in it, then it is. <laughs> yes, absolutely. absolutely. You could build a yes. cheese motorcycle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and they do sit on really big, like, what, like poles, essentially. 
What? Cheese wheels. Okay. What? They do. All right. The, the like, wheels? I, yeah. I'm I'm at I'm at the seams here. <laughs> what pole do cheese wheels sit on? I really don't understand. In order for them to slice it. <laughs> what kind of cheese are you getting? Yeah. <laughs> if you go to an Italian market where they have the large cheese wheels up there where, with the cheese just ready to be sliced, okay, well, the reason there's I... like a pole that they slide it down onto <laughs> the reason to I... hold it in place to slice no, it. No, no one goes to Italy, okay? <laughs> I did. <laughs> Are you calling me no one, Dad? The reason, the reason no I was one. confused is because I worked at an Italian restaurant for several years, and we cut all of our cheese off of cheese you wheels. You worked at an American Italian restaurant. There's a difference. Threw it on some sort of pole. I don't. Well, that's your fault. You okay. didn't do it correctly. Just then when Schwarma counted it, the cheese mean wheel. it's not a thing. But I don't understand how. It, did it go through the okay. center like an axe? Or did Wheels it go like it's or was it like or was it like a head impaled on I'm about on to stick? end this whole I'm show. I'm really curious. Wheels or doors, I'm not people. Trying Wheels to make or fun doors. Of you. I'm very curious. He did not like the fact that Tad nixed his cheese wheel thing, and I so am, now he's got to take the pressure off of himself, and he's putting it back on me. I am literally the least. Uh, Angry or antagonized right now of all of us. I really am just confused. Rewind the tape about, about five minutes and you about were. About the stick on the cheese. About the stick up your butt. That's <laughs> you know what? If you right. counted Legos, you would have to say wheels. Right. Okay, look. All right, too. this is where I come Eat in. That. Now, 2010, there was a uh, data on lego wheels 381 million wheels were produced by lego company if you now multiply that to 2010 that's 10 times that means there's 3.8 billion wheels just by lego itself that is more wheels produced by lego than there are cars on the road yeah thank you there's also it more, all comes down to legos there's also more hot wheels than there are houses yeah. on the earth uh, exactly, yeah. and, and then each of those have that's four, not even into factories, <laughs> which use poly, uh, which use rolling. Uh, oh my goodness, what are they called? I don't know what they're conveyor, called. Happy. Conveyor belts, yeah. uh, or well, not conveyor belts, but the conveyor. They're not conveyor belts because they don't use belts, but the the pulley the system things. of wheels. Yes. The rolly, yeah, things. the rolly cart. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the long okay. rollies. Each one of those have at least a hundred wheels per section. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, wheels mm -hmm. dominate our world. <laughs> Why do we all get? We're so on a circular planet. So hold over on, hold on. What, the Earth is a wheel. <laughs> We're on an axis. Yes, <laughs> we are on a wheel. <laughs> Ky, I have, I, let me ask: Are you team wheels as well? I, I am wheels. So I mean, like given, well, I would say given. No, I will say I'm going to I'm going to qualify that given the definitions that are being accepted here by of wheels and doors, I would say wheels. But I could also creatively argue for many different types of doors that I don't think you're going to authorize. So I want to the current limitations. I would say wheels. I want to hear your door, your door arguments. I would say, you know, I mean, I would argue that common vernacular uses, you know, eyes are the windows to the soul. There's 
two per person. I would say, uh, windows, and you know, insects have many, right? Yeah, those are windows, so I would, <laughs> the insects have souls. That's a whole nother week for a conversation. Um, I would argue that doors like advent calendars would count, even though you can't go in and out. I would say, I you that. know, doors yeah. as far as like, um, you know, like I would say, yes, my bread box would have a door and yeah. you open it a different way than you yeah. do like a door in a room. So, so I mean, I agree with the bread box, depending on the type of bread box, because there are some bread boxes that have doors, but then there also are those bread boxes that have like the, the rolling doors. What are those called? KY? Remember, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, oh yeah. Like the, um, Oh, like those desks. What are they yes. called? Yes. Well, the roll secretaries. Top? So, yeah, roll top. top. But roll I would top. say that's a door. I mean, I would legitimately say that, yes, it's a roll top door. It's not a, a swinging door, you know, but, you know, I would say yes, that that counts as a door. I still would say that there are more wheels um, because if you expand one, you'd have to expand the other. But, uh, you know, there are way, way more things that I would count as doors given the opportunity but um but yeah i mean wheels wheel wheels there's just way too many down to the really <laughs> tiny level when you're talking about factories you're talking about mechanics you're talking about you know anything with moving parts it's a lot of hidden wheels made. yeah like mo and <laughs> yeah. i talked yeah. about and, okay so there are more cars on the road than there are our houses developed um so even I, I, I'm a painter, so I'm in a lot of houses, and by average, the most doors that I have had to make for one house was 20. So that's the highest end. Like, I was counting, on, I was counting up the, the doors in my house and my property, and counting cabinets and counting, you know, um, like well, there I guess they're all cabinets, <laughs> but counting cabinets and the doors into rooms and the back doors and the fence pantry. doors and pantry doors, all that. I, I came Closets. up with like I was able to come up with like eighty doors, but then counting all the wheels, if I'm counting yeah. like Hot Wheels and Legos, yeah. I was I was at a thousand before I was even out of my kids' room. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, and again, I. <clears throat> I'm of the firm belief that there are wheels within things that we don't even know. We don't even yeah, consider right. yeah, think hidden, about hidden yeah. wheels like the shelf, yeah. like the yeah. we talked about the the dresser drawers in yep. like hotels. Yes, like hotels have a lot of doors, mm -hmm. but they also have dressers that have like four wheels on either side of every drawer. So that's eight per drawer. Yeah, you got like six to your kitchen drawers. drawers. Yeah, kitchen drawers <laughs> and yeah. I mean, are your washer and dryer, your refrigerator, your maybe not your stove, but your dishwasher, a lot of those sit on like wheels to be able mm -hmm. to be rolled in and out that you don't even consider. You don't even think about. And Just like, I'm really strong. I move this refrigerator with nothing. <sighs> he woman. <laughs> um, but again, I feel like it's as simple as just breaking it down to your common car. And I said this last week and I will stand by this argument because I could not stand to hear my two children yell and argue about it anymore. And so I finally just said, think about our car. How many doors does our car have? How many wheels does it have? Wheels outnumbers the doors on your common car. 
And so you say that, and I agreed with you initially. I but, like Legos but if better. But <laughs> if we're talking about now letting the bread box that opens from the top count as a door, then we got the center console on the car. We got the glove compartment door on the car. We've got the back uh, door, even if it's not an actual door, if it just opens up from the top or something. Got that to count. And so now we're up to, what, seven doors, but only six wheels? Give me a minute, and I'll think of more wheels <laughs> in the car. Six wheels, including the spare tire and the steering wheel. And the steering wheel, <clears throat> yeah. I know that there's something that's on a wheel, some sort of drawer, door. Floors! I, every single time, I just want to sing the oh, song. Oh, Encanto? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Floors! <laughs> Doors! Oh, door! Oh, door! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you don't even know what that's from. I know it's from Game of Thrones. I've just never watched it. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I haven't watched Game of Thrones either, but I saw all the Hodor memes when they came out. So, and you it know. made me sad. I cried over that, that thought. Like, I didn't cry, cry, but, you know, you're like, you're sad. Like, Hodor. oh, man. That's Hodor. why that's the only word you could say, and it's such a heartbreaking Hodor. reason. Hodor. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a very heartbreaking scene. Yeah, I'm I not, felt it. I'm not at all saying that anybody watch, should watch Game of Thrones. I didn't have Thrones. to watch anything before that to but feel it. But that scene was. Which means it's good. <laughs> Anyway. Okay, so Tristan uh, in the chat brings up drop-down seats. Would those count as doors on a hinge? It's a big thing, and there's plenty of stadiums no. with thousands of them. They're Millions on wheels. Even. <laughs> they are. They're on wheels! <laughs> For the seat to come down. Get out of here. They're not on, they're on hinges, you doof. <laughs> you doof. <laughs> Whatever. Wheels. It's a wheel. A hinge could very well be a wheel. Oh my goodness. Hold up. You know, in a minivan where, like, you can take out the seats? Yes. Those seats have wheel track systems. See? See? Oh. <laughs> <sighs> All right. And it doesn't even have to be in minivans because my expedition has the wheel tracks seating. Y'all are starting to make me want to go team doors just out of spite. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because that makes a whole lot of sense. I'm getting You're entitled so to be wrong, Matt. That's yeah. okay. I'm getting so no tired of listening to you guys. Thing, okay? Right? The team wheels <laughs> until death. That's what I want on my tombstone. Skateboards. <laughs> That's what I want on my tombstone. See, I'm not it's even because kidding. of skateboards. Although I'm not going to have a tombstone because I'm going to be cremated. Or just we'll, we'll like uh, yeah, sculpt your your jar to have team wheels on it. Team no, wheels. We're going to bake her into cookies. I mean, it's not even an option. The ultimate anymore. wheel. <laughs> oh, look, if cheese wheel doesn't no, count, then we'll make her into donuts. <laughs> hey. hey! Donuts count as wheels for sure. Absolutely. No, 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 no. Oh, no, no. Oh. Cinnamo Toast Crunch. Oh, yeah. oh man. Where the, where the crunch is burnt up bone. That's mm. awful. Oh, crunch. More better. Mo crunch, mo better. <laughs> to die for. Okay. I feel like I feel like y'all are just wishing me to die now, so you could you can do this. The memes will be legendary, <laughs> right? Oh, do it for Take the memes. Take one for the team. <laughs> uh, well, 
well, thank you guys so much for jumping in. This was very funny. It was very funny. Fun. Yes. We love y'all. We love you, too. Love you Bye. 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 Oh, my. That, that, that went about, as, about exactly how I expected it to go. <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. All right, let's take a break here. When we come back, we've got your weird news for the day. Stick around. Have you ever heard a nerdy word or phrase that you were positive you should know, but you didn't? We've all been there, feeling like our nerd cred is dropping by the second. Well, fear not. LTN is here to help you hold your own in a nerdy conversation. So pull up an ear and pay attention, because we've got a new nerdy definition for you. Today's term is power cookies. You know what? Maybe you haven't heard this term. In fact, it might have been the late 80s since this was in any nerd's common vernacular. But hey, we're here. Let's do it. Power cookies are the large pellets in the game of Pac-Man that powers up Pac-Man to allow him to eat the ghosts that are chasing him. And the idea behind these power cookies actually spawned an economic term called the Pac-Man defense, which is when a company that is about to be acquired instead takes over the hostile company that was attempting to acquire it, thus eating the thing that was chasing it down. So the next time you're cheering on your kid in a game of Pac-Man after you both fell through a rip in time, you can tell him to grab the those power cookies so you can become a ghost muncher because now you understand that reference welcome back to the back row morning show i'm radio matt and i'm mo and hey make sure you're following us on all the socials we're on facebook twitter instagram and tiktok just search for at the back row ltn and connect with us now it's time for mo's fact of the day I'm not, I'm never at all going to be ready this week at all. When hunting dolphins, when hunting. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, oh, the inflection whew, was way off there. <laughs> I'm like, first of all, how dare you say those three words with that inflection at all? When hunting dolphins? Listen, when I took this oh. fact from the website I found it on, I thought there really should be a comma there. But I sure enough did not push it. But I should have. When hunting, <laughs> dolphins produce bubbles to herd their prey to the surface. They sometimes also use a technique called fish whacking, where they use their tail to hit fish and stun them, Oop. making them easier to catch. Ooh. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah. When hunting dolphins. When hunting dolphins. No, that's good not what night. I meant at all. <laughs> yes, okay. good night. <laughs> now hey, it's time we love for you. SSA News. We're going to share a... We're going to we're going to share a weird news story with you and build a white answer card for a future Sunday School Answers pack. All right. He who smelt it may have dealt it, but oh. when she didn't scent it, that left her tormented. Brazilian superstar Poca says she was hospitalized with severe stomach pain after holding in her gas too long around her boyfriend. This is a real thing. <laughs> At first reported by News Hub, the singer... Uh, shared the ordeal with her 15.7 million Instagram followers in the now-deleted posts. 
<laughs> she said, I woke up at 5.30 a.m. with severe stomach pains and ended up in the hospital. But that's just, that's it, guys. I'm fine now. Just an accumulation of trapped farts. Mm-hmm. Puka said that she was inspired to ignore her gastrointestinal distress by a medical advice video on TikTok, which she now regrets. Girls, don't be ashamed to fart in front of your guy, Puka says, because what's really embarrassing is not letting your guy sleep because you're in discomfort going to the hospital with your guy and then getting a diagnosis of trapped farts. This girl had a fart attack. <laughs> She added that she would be wary of uh, natural gas buildups in the future, writing, from now on, I'm letting it rip, guys. We have uh, lots of questions, including but not limited to what kind of diet would do this to a person? Is she struggling with some sort of underlying gastrointestinal disorder? And what is the exact medical term for a fart attack? (laughs) But if you find yourself in need... Of a discreet way to express yourself, we do have a, uh, an answer. There are plenty of of fart muffling pairs of underwear you can buy online. I don't, <laughs> I don't believe that at all. I feel like the, the person who cr- came up with fart muffling underwear is a lot like myself, and just thinks it's just a know, megaphone. It's exactly Blah. all it is. Yeah. <laughs> They have come up with a way to magnify your fart. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, man. Uh, So today's white answer card to add to our future expansion deck of Sunday School Answers is a fart attack. This has been SSA News. Sponsored by BackRowGames.com. I feel like I get the the need to read that line every time. I don't know why. I always take a breath. Ready? (gasps) But it's not your spot. But this time I didn't stop myself. Take your seat. (laughs) This ain't it. All right. Let's take another quick break. When we come back, we dive into our main topic. Stick around. Like any awesome ministry, our existence partially relies on amazing people partnering with us financially. As the chief radio nerd and a nerd culture missionary, I have the honor of running LTN Radio, curating the music, planning out the schedule, editing several podcasts and specials, video editing, running the YouTube channel, the LTN Radio Twitch channel, being a part of the social media team, and of course, co-hosting the Back Row Morning Show four days a week. And all of this to share the love of Jesus with nerds and nerd culture. And while I do this, I'm looking for people to join my support team to help me take care of my family financially at the same time, as well as help fund any trips and tech upgrades that come throughout the year. If you are willing to learn more, please visit lovethynerd.com slash radiomat, or even reach out to me directly with any questions you might have. But even if you can't help me financially, I also covet your prayers for me and for all of Love Thy Nerd. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And remember that we air our full morning shows first exclusively on LTN Radio, LTNOnAir.com, every Monday through Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern with an encore at 10 a.m. But if you miss a day or just can't catch the show live, you can find our four full shows and our weekly main podcast by searching the Back Row Morning Show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the podcast apps. Subscribe, rate five stars, and leave a review. Or don't. We're not your parents, and we won't be mad. 
just disappointed. This week, we are talking about Mark Driscoll and the rise and fall of Mars Hill. Many of you may have likely heard of this Christianity Today podcast, and you might have even listened to the whole saga, since even though it wrapped up several weeks ago, it's still holding steady in the top five Christian podcasts. And once again, we're not trying to replicate what the rise and fall of Mars Hill has created. Instead, we just want to take a deeper look at the themes and issues brought up by this podcast and focus on those issues a little more broadly. Now, so far this week, we've discussed being an experienced, being a celebrity, and struggling with scripture. To wrap up week one of our topics inspired by this podcast, we are talking about Mark Driscoll's reputation as the cussing pastor. The nickname was shared in the pages of Blue Like Jazz by Donald Miller, who was at college with Mark. Uh, This is a great book, by the way. This is a side note, though. Uh, We won't go back into the book for right now. Mark routinely cussed behind the scenes, uh, not just casually, but cursing at people in anger. And now the rumor that he cussed from the pulpit is overblown. There were only a couple instances of this, and when it happened, I believe he was immediately apologetic. (coughs) However, in nearly all of his sermons, he does use language that most people would deem at least inappropriate for the pulpit. Mm -hmm. Typically, these would be things of a sexual nature, too, which will be part of our discussion next week. Still, former Mars Hill elder Kyle uh, Fistenberg has said the reputation Driscoll got for being the cussing pastor simply because he used harsh language from the pulpit was nothing compared to the swearing and abusive language he used daily with staff. When people asked me how I liked working at Mars Hill, I would simply say, it is a great church to attend, but I wouldn't recommend working here. It was well known with the staff that what was preached on Sunday was not lived out Monday morning with the staff. Uh, As another wrinkle, Mark was quite vulgar on the church message board under a pseudonym of William Wallace II, attacking the members for wussification with a letter swapped out. Mm-hmm. But that's not the again. That's not the word he used, which brings up not only a vulgarity issue, but a problem with deception and even manipulation among his church. So the question is. Why were people drawn to Mark Driscoll's style of interaction? Because it didn't, it was very clear that he would say vulgar things from the pulpit, inappropriate at least, and yet his numbers kept growing. Why is that the case? I don't know. (laughs) I want to compare him to Donald Trump. Mm. I don't know how many of you really remember what it was like back when Trump was even just announcing his candidacy, like that he was running for president. But we were in like the first year of this podcast. And we talked about it in literally our 11th episode ever. And that was, are we sure (laughs) that Donald Trump should be the one that the Christians are championing for president? Mm Mm-hmm. Not just with the question of comparing him to Hillary as like the lesser evil or whatnot. No, I but think like, that was my stance on it. That, I think that's what all Christians eventually, or not all, but most Christians eventually fell into is like, well, it's going to be one of them. Uh-huh. So let's just vote for this one. Yeah. is closer. But Trump had a cult of person, still does, a cult of personality around him where many people, even many believers, liked the fact that he was brash, bullheaded, 
kind of vulgar, insulting a lot of people. He, they, we liked the fact that he had a more real tone to how he interacted and that it was almost refreshing to see this in politics. Would you agree that that has essentially been the stance? Yeah. From even Christians? Yeah. Yeah. I think we had the same thing brewing with Mark Driscoll from the pulpit. A large group of Christians who thought the exact same thing that he did, that Christianity had become too wussified, and that hearing these these brash and these real and even uh, slightly offensive things from the pulpit had a refreshing quality to it, because he's being real with us. Yeah. I, I can agree with that. I think that it was a fine line for a lot of Christians trying to, I guess, figure out if this is what I grew up believing and this is how I grew up believing. And clearly I don't feel in my spirit. Okay. Yeah. With that, then I need to go against everything that that everything that once was. And I think that Mark fit that mm-hmm. fit that bill really well, <laughs> you know, went against everything that every pastor had ever been or looked like prior to him. And, you know, with, I feel like this has been something that's probably been going on for decades, but it feels new. Um, with the church declining, with Christianity declining, and then with, at the time, things that were happening in our country, it only seemed right, if you will, to step outside of the normal, to get uncomfortable, to hear the hard truths, and I'm using air quotes around the word truths, from the pulpit, you know, and for me, this is manipulation at its finest because you take scripture, um, and just slightly twist it ever so to where it's not really obvious. Are you making the serpent noises on purpose? Slightly (laughs) twist twist it it. ever so. Yeah. Um, that wasn't purposeful, but I'm glad that I did it. Um, So that it's not super obvious, but does kind of leave you going, well, maybe that is correct or maybe it's not correct, but that is what the Bible says. So we're just going to say that it's correct. You know what I mean? And that was, that was probably the most dangerous step that Mark took in his leading in his shepherding was to just slightly twist those words. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and um, the fact that he would openly share this kind of vulgarity and openly share this attitude mm-hmm. meant that he was behind it. Like it was never presented as, Oh, that my emotions just got the best of me. Mm-hmm. Like this, this he presented, this is who I am. This is how I preach. This is how I feel. And because I am using this, this kind of real tone with you, 
you should trust me even more. And I mm. think that is a trick that a lot of us fell into, or a lot, well, a lot of believers fell into. <laughs> Pardon me. <clears throat> Pardon me there, goodness gracious. Um, and w- we've talked about cussing in the past as to, like, like, is it a sin? Is it always a sin? It, do the Bible verses about, you know, don't let any unwholesome talk come from your mouth actually mean cussing? Or does it mean, like, how we talk to people and stuff of that nature? I think we both, I don't remember for sure, but I think we both kind of fell in the, the camp that, like, expressing yourself, like, real and emotionally and painfully and using a curse word in that expression is not necessarily sinful, but using it towards someone, at someone, raises its level. Mm-hmm. And we've heard throughout this podcast that he would constantly railroad people in very, or in, in no uncertain terms, with the most vulgar, not vulgar, I guess, per se, not like sexually vulgar, but in the most uh, anger-fueled way. Yeah. Often using F-words, D-words, S-words for no other reason than for intimidation and for letting his anger out on people instead of dealing it with a a healthy manner. He presents himself as a street brawler. That's what he always says. He grew Mm -hmm. up as a street brawler. That's that's just his mentality. He would routinely preach from the pulpit. Not routinely, I guess, but he would often preach from the pulpit his desire to beat people up, his Mm -hmm. desire to throw people under the bus. Yeah. Uh, Was it Nehemiah? Uh, yeah, yeah, he would scalping some of the <laughs> elders in his own church if he could. He would he would brag about letting people go, yeah. brag about getting them like and firing running them people. over. Yeah, on the bus with the bus. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like it's and and the way that people were let go were when they challenged him, and not even in like a unbiblical way. Oftentimes it was just a hey, let's double think this. Let's let's think this through fully before we implement this or before we do this again or before this comes this issue comes to light. And because they weren't entirely on Mark's side, he would not only fire them, but then badmouth them. And it was often because it brought up other issues that he had not addressed. There was the one secretary that he had that uh, someone had asked him and asked her in a very casual conversation, is there anything about Mark that you don't like or something along those lines? And she said, it's not that I don't like this, but I think he would benefit greatly from having uh, some more accountability from other pastors, having, having someone in his life to um, help guide him with these, you know, leadership decisions, something along those lines. Again, just essentially not bad mouthing him, just saying he needs somebody that he can, you know, confess his struggles and sins to somebody that he can be held accountable to in a very godly Paul and Timothy kind of manner. Everybody should have somebody to submit to when it comes to spiritual matters and not just be an island of yourself. <laughs> and we will talk about more about, um, his lack of accountability next week. But this issue brought out the the word got back that she had said this. He took it as a malicious 
and even heretical thing, bringing her into his office, angrily yelling that she is accused of heresy by this church. Right. And she was let go. And then she stayed at the church, even after losing the job, until he spoke about it from the pulpit. Mm-hmm. And badmouthed her, not by name, but badmouthed her through the situation without taking any kind of responsibility on his end from the pulpit, right. knowing that she's in the room. Yeah. Like, so it's not even just vulgar language, sexual language, but it was the way that he would use his sermons to send a bullet across the room into the forehead of somebody there who he knew was listening. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That is so gut-wrenching. He was, without a doubt, bullying people into belief. Yeah. Openly. Oh, in yeah. In front of everybody. Mm-hmm. And anybody who tried to call him on it was just the next victim. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> my, I think my biggest issue with Mark is that, yes, there was a lot of truth that he preached. There was a lot of accuracy in the things that he said. However, he missed the mark Uh Um, (laughs) by not doing so in love. Yeah. No, nowhere. As far as I, my research has shown, as far as what um, we've been presented on the rise and fall, nowhere was there love. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, there were things that outside of the preaching and outside of the interaction with staff, there were things that people have said he did fantastically. Like, yes, he, he did right. have a heart for, for women in his church that were struggling with issues mm-hmm. uh, like miscarriages, uh, uh, you know, husbands cheating on them, things of that nature. Like he, he would often very much care for widows and struggling women in the church very genuinely. And none of them would have a bad thing to say about that experience. So, and I will say this is something that I wish would have been touched on a little bit more because to me, the dots don't connect. I, was he showing outward kindness kind of to, and this is all my opinion. Speculation. Yeah. Was he showing outward kindness kind of to, to band-aid the feelings that he was feeling on the inside, knowing to some degree the things that he was saying were slightly inappropriate, were awful and mean and hurtful, um, while at the same time counseling other women in very inappropriate damaging, traumatizing ways. And we will talk about this next week to more of a a conclusionary way. Mm -hmm. I, I personally believe that everything that he did towards women, uh, is what he genuinely thought was the right thing Mm -hmm. to the point where I think he, he truly believed that all women were, subjugative like they were all lesser Mm -hmm. and that they had to be taken care of Mm -hmm. and they had to be put in their place and they had to be led forcefully by men right and so i think there was even a level of um superiority to him even having that heart to 
about the women yeah. at the time, just because of the way that he viewed women through scripture. Mm-hmm. Not to say that that wasn't the right thing to do in helping the women and that he shouldn't, you know, be given at least a, a bit of kudos for that. But I, in my personally, again, my own speculation, just connecting the dots with, like you said, mm-hmm. with what else we've heard about how he treated women is I, I genuinely think that it was a, well, she's not going to be able to help herself. Right. Kind of mindset. I have to do this. Yeah. This is my job. I have to. Right. And not in a joyful way, but kind of in a dutiful, like. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, again, the the podcast does go on to just say that there were many women that were very, you know, appreciative of everything that he did. And so I don't want to, I don't want to put that out there. Right. On, on, uh, documented that, sure. you know, he, he didn't have his heart in the right place or anything. It, 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 it is up for speculation and worthy of thinking through, but at the same time, it would be unfair of us to, to put that out there without that disclaimer of, we really couldn't say. Right. Yeah. And there's no reason specifically for us to say that he didn't have his heart in the right place in those instances, but trying to connect the dots, like you said, is hard mm-hmm. to, to Especially make when sense. We didn't hear from any of those women. Mm-hmm. You know, didn't hear from any of those women. Definitely didn't hear from Mark, despite them reaching out multiple times to yeah. talk and share their side. But I mean, I don't know if I'd want to either if it was about me. I mean, I feel like we heard from Mark in a lot of mm-hmm. ways. We just didn't hear from Mark. And so the last thing I want to bring up is, is how much is, is a, a church member or a church staff member expected to put up with? I would think uh, if nothing up to that point had turned you off from this church, the William Wallace the second thing. Oh yeah. The the coming into a church family, like open to all the congregation message board, as a fake person and saying some of the terrible things he said to rile people up. The vulgar, awful, mean, bullying things that this man wrote under this pseudonym uh, which he would come out and later say that he thought he was doing a good thing and admitting that it was, uh, it was wrong of him to do, you know, years later after it all came to light. But still, like it, the fact that you got on there and thought that you were helping your church by stirring the pot in this way with this deception and manipulation, boo, boy, how do you not realize I might be doing something wrong here in that moment. And see, it's those things where <clears throat> there are just some things that you do that any reasonable person would stop and think, maybe this isn't a godly thing. <laughs> <laughs> would Jesus have done this? Would Jesus have gotten on a message board today as, you know, Phil Craggers and just been like, hey, you guys don't follow Jesus's teaching on this thing. Well, you're a bleepity bleep a bleep. I don't think he would. <laughs> See, and for me, it just it solidifies the fact that most of the congregation was manipulated to the point of almost being brainwashed. Yeah. Well, it's again, the cult of personality thing. That's where it comes back in is that we get to the point where just like with Trump, just like with Trump, as things went on, 
There were many times that he just did stupid things as president. And and those who were in his camp were just like, okay, yeah, that was dumb. But, hey, look what's happening. Yeah. It's all good still. Yeah. You know, it's it, there, were, there were a lot of questionable things. Now, less questionable things than... You know what the media would spin right. <laughs> for you, but still enough that we're real that we should have been like, oh come on, stop, just stop it. Yeah. Not the least of which being, you should have gotten off Twitter long before you were banned from Twitter. Mm-hmm. Put one person between you and the phone, please. You're making it harder for everybody. <laughs> but, and that—that's something that we really didn't even touch on or say is that we said that yes, the church was growing, but you know, we heard from several of the other pastors that were at Mars Hill Mm -hmm. and several of the leadership through the the podcast. Um, and they said numerous times that the hundreds of baptisms, you know, that were happening were not manipulated. They were Right. The church was so big that it, it was more than just Mark. Right. There were quite a few, so many more people who were there genuinely. Right. Genuinely believing what they were doing, genuinely leading people to Christ, genuinely bringing people into the fold and into a family. There were Bible studies. There were reach group, outreach groups. There were so many ministries going on, most of which were probably largely untouched by Mark Driscoll mm-hmm. himself because the church was so big and so spread out across so many different campuses. Right. And there was even one in Albuquerque here in our state. Yep. And all of those were running relatively fine uh, with no more issues than any other standard church would have. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, the fruit was there. And I think just like you were implying, that's what led them to believe, okay, well, we're probably wrong then. Yeah. Because why would God be blessing this situation? Right. And this, (laughs) I think, is clearly a situation where God was blessing in spite of Mark. Mark wasn't going to, or God wasn't going to throw out the entirety of what he could do at this church just because of one figurehead. Right. And I'm thankful for that. Right. And I think God can do that on a, a very regular basis. Absolutely. Um, I mean, we he does see... it in parenting yeah. every single day in my home. <laughs> I mean, truthfully. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, it's, it's a good correlation to make. Um, and so... It was easy with this podcast to focus exclusively on Mark Driscoll and see him as a bigger part of this than maybe he really was because there were so many other pastors Mm -hmm. and so many other campuses that were doing things right Mm -hmm. and that were loving people right and that people were being brought into Christ, into the family, right. Mm But behind the scenes, those pastors were being deeply hurt and deeply manipulated. And that's something that I think happens more often than what we realize within church. Absolutely. I, I pray and we should all pray for our pastors and for our leaders in our churches that their mentality doesn't change from Sunday to Monday. Mm hmm. That the same thing they're preaching on Sunday is the same thing they're living on Monday. And I say that knowing that that is sometimes a struggle, not because you're inherently a bad person or that you have a uh, ulterior motive, but because life is life and life is hard sometimes, even for our pastors. Absolutely. I mean, Paul said it. I, I know what's right, 
and I continue to do what's wrong. Yeah. You know, I'm if, come on, if Paul's going to talk about it. Yeah. (laughs) I don't understand why I'm like this. Mm -hmm. This is the the meme. Why are you like this? Exactly. Staring in the mirror. Uh (laughs) You can do this. Yeah. And so, of course, with all this, I think the the issue that Mark might have had is that I want to believe he was sincere at the beginning. Oh, yeah. I want to believe that he was sincere. I believe he was 100%. That everything that he wanted to do for God, for Christ, for his, his faith and his family and his church was sincere. And I think he eventually stopped listening to God, stopped listening to the tug on the heart, that he got into a routine and a rhythm that felt right to him, and he never questioned it. And I think we see that today because he has a brand new church. And reports are coming out on a very consistent basis that the same issues that happen at Mars Hill are happening at his new church. The same, we, we just had another article coming out from someone who is now a former staff member who said every day, screaming, yelling, cussing in the staff, in the office. Can I just tell you, as I was listening to the rise and fall <clears throat> repeatedly with every episode, every single episode, I thought, man, he needs celebrate recovery. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Goodness, dude. Uh-huh. Get some help. Yeah, please. And you know, it's not that far from him. I mean, mm-hmm. Rick Warren Rick is Warren, yeah. yeah. That, that's that sparked out a saddlebag. Uh-huh. Come on, Rick. I feel like I feel <laughs> Send like Send a letter to him. I feel like Rick Warren and Mark Driscoll are the opposite sides of a coin. Absolutely. Like how how someone is supposed to take a, a church that started from nothing, started in a, a you know a house or a gym or whatever they started in, and grew at a relatively fast rate. Mm-hmm. How you handle that biblically and spiritually and as a leader, Rick has done it right from all we can tell so yes, far. Yes, there you go. Which uh, Mo and I, as being a part of CR and having been to Saddleback quite a few times, at least see maybe a little bit more than most people who haven't had as close of an experience with Rick Warren Mm -hmm. compared to Mark and just the constant slog of reports of just things going awfully wrong. Yeah. And we will get into some more of those that are happening even today. Next week, we're going to get into a lot of discussions next week. (coughs) And uh, honestly, we could probably do three or four weeks on this, but that will be a slog on us. (laughs) And mentally break us. So we're going to try and get all the rest into next week's conversations. think of our topic this week. Is there something we got wrong? Something we forgot? We would love for you to give us an earful. Join us at backrowdiscord.com and message us in the Respond to Show channel. Message us on the socials at the Backrow LTN or leave us a voicemail by calling 575-562-8052. What's up, nerd? 
Are you enjoying this podcast? Well, the audio enjoyment doesn't end there. Tune in to LTN Radio for the best Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie 24-7. Not to mention a whole network of podcasts, shows, specials, and shorts, many of which air on LTN Radio before they're available anywhere else. Join us at LTNOnAir.com to see our schedule, stream our station, and download our app. LTN Radio. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Mo. And I'm Radio Matt. Before we go, we're going to answer an Ask Us Anything question from Twitch. So whoever's still watching, because we know it's late. It's late when we've recorded this. It's late. It's late. But whoever's still watching, ask but us. we're a very important date. Anything, and we will answer it. <laughs> ask us anything. Anything. <clears throat> and uh, while you're doing that, while we're waiting for that question Can to I come in. Can I have one in, of them? You may. Uh... While we're waiting for that question to come in, let me tell you about our uh, Twitch uh, watch-alongs. For those of you listening on audio, we do this on Twitch. We usually record uh, the Friday night before the week begins. Uh, That's been jumbled around a bit lately because of life. But typically... Uh, at least 50% of the time, we hit Friday nights as our recording night, where we record uh, not all of our shows for everything, but we record a lot of bits for our morning shows. And we also record an extra bit of a, a taste test that you don't really always get to see. So you can watch that live on our Twitch channel, or you can catch it on our YouTube channel. Twitch channel is twitch.tv slash LTN on air. YouTube channel is uh, the Love Thy Nerd one. So it's youtube.com slash Love Thy Nerd. And uh, you can see just what uh, what ways we both uh, treat ourselves and uh, destroy ourselves. And this week is going to be an interesting one. So, oh, gosh. So uh, you might want to go catch that on the YouTube channel later. All right. Our question that has come in. <clears throat> at all based on our SSA news story from this week what is the worst gastral issues you faced uh (laughs) I have my story all right go ahead all right uh when I was going in to have Mila she was a scheduled cesarean um and so I went in apparently she had lodged herself up into my rib cage she was stubborn from day one and did not want to come out. Um, yeah, she was ready the week before doctor's appointment. She was in place in position. Yep. Ready to go. <clears throat> but the night before her scheduled cesarean, she wiggled herself up so high into my abdomen to where she was up underneath my rib cage. And so because she was a scheduled cesarean that took a little longer to get her out <laughs> which meant I was open longer than what I was supposed to be, what I should have been scheduled for. And in all of that process, they kind of fill your body with air in order to help it continue functioning. Okay. Um, And that air got trapped inside. And so that air turned to gas within side of me and it was like within side of me side of me um i want to say it was about two o'clock that morning uh that i am like frantically pressing that nurse's button over and over and over and over because i was in such pain 
one, I had just had a C-section, and so I've got multiple stitches in that same area, that same vicinity. And two, like my stomach was in just one huge knot, and all that it was was gas that needed to be released, gas that had been trapped and needed to be released. How do they release it? Well, so a combination of... Like gas medicine, gas okay, X, okay, and okay. you know, um, heat, and then very hard massaging, <laughs> very hard. And I'm thinking that it was probably a little more hard than what most people would typically get because I was so like I, I have a very high tolerance for pain, uh-huh. and I was in such pain that I was not being very kind <laughs> to my nurses. Um. And that is typically when I am my meanest, when I'm in some sort of pain. Mm. And so I am trying to explain to them because I know that they don't get it. They don't understand. They think I'm exaggerating. And I'm like, this hurts. This is the worst pain I have ever felt in my entire life. You have got to do something. And they're like, Miss Oaks, I'm sorry we've given you medicine. You know, the heat should be helping. You should feel some sort of relief. No, that is not good enough. First of all, I have just had a baby, and she's going to be awake like any minute, and she's going to want to eat. And I'm going to need to be able to feed my child without feeling like I'm about to die. Cut and me second back of open all, and yeah. Poke me with a pen. Right. <laughs> I need to be able to sleep and I cannot currently sleep with my body feeling oh like this. So goodness. you need to do something and you need to do it now. And so, yeah, I remember that very kind, oh, so patient nurse, very aggressively rubbing my back, <laughs> but it felt nice and it helped. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So I don't have any like big stories like that, but, um, I did have a terrifying realization not too long ago that, um, okay. So I bought, it was about two years ago. Now I bought earbuds. Okay. Noise canceling. Oh earbuds. gosh. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> and I only really wear them two places. I wear them when I'm at the church cleaning as a janitor, which I'm usually alone. So if I'm going to fart, then no big deal. But I also wear them grocery shopping. (laughs) What? And there was one instance where I am grocery shopping and I realize I have felt a fart leave my body that I believe would have been loud. And I had the realization of how often am I doing this? (laughs) Because it came so naturally. Like, I just realized that I didn't even try to muffle that. Is it because I couldn't hear it? <laughs> and so I'm fairly certain for the last two years, I have just been walking around Walmart, ripping the loudest farts next to people. Listen, if you go into an aisle and you see people like take off running, it's because you are now known as the farter. There's the farter. Get out of the aisle. I will say, I, so I don't have a gallbladder, and that affects my digestion, and sometimes it makes me have to go to the bathroom, like, immediately. Not like a diarrhea situation, but just like a, hey, if you don't go now, you're going to be rolling in pain on the ground. So, it has, wearing those headphones has helped me, like, go 
in a public restroom when there's other people, you know, like someone else in the other stall. Normally I'm like, I got a shy, I'm a shy pooper. Just can't do it when there's someone else in the room. And so I like have to go, or I like have to flush the toilet, hoping it's really loud <laughs> and just get a little bit of it done. Just little by little. My mom does that. But like, if I put those <laughs> headphones on, I don't care. I'll just let it, I'll go to town. I don't care what anybody's thinking because I can't hear it. And so I don't think it's a big deal. And that just made it really scary as to how many times have I just been, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> how many times have I just been uh, letting those farts rip in public? And I'm, I'm, I'm legitimately afraid I'm known as the farting guy at Walmart. So, so I'm there usually two or three times a week for one thing or another. So... It's my life. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's the life me. of a man who's almost 40. I will not even lie to you. It happens on the regular that I walk in the library and I'm like, okay, nobody's in here. <laughs> but then I'm like, wait, nobody's in here, right? Like after it's all said and done. And the other day it was a total like, if somebody were in here, they'd be like, really? That just came out of you? Like, what? <laughs> Christian says everything goes at Walmart anyway. I mean, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Um, so with that being said, I did say that I'm normally at the church cleaning alone by myself. And there have been many times where I have quickly found out that someone's in the office down the hallway from <laughs> with the door open <laughs> from where I just let a loud one rip. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and what do you say? Like, I don't even know that I would feel comfortable. Call a barking like, spider out here. Do you hear that? No, I'm saying like, <laughs> if it's Megan in the office, mm-hmm. like, what does she say to you, Matt? She doesn't say anything. That's what I'm saying. You'd like, say something, she wouldn't say a word about it. Feel better? Like, oh, I didn't know you were here. <laughs> really? You didn't hear me down the hall? No, not at all. Yep. Oh, you scared me, actually. When you popped in the door, I didn't hear you. Coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway. better out than in. Better out than in. I always say. Kind of rebooting a track. I don't want to get into it. Let's end with our verse for the day. Our verse for the day is Matthew six twenty four. No one can serve two masters. For either he will hate one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. And that's going to do it for the back row with Matt and Mo. We hope you enjoyed our discussions, and hope you'll join us again for our next show. Check out lovethynerd.com. It is positively jam-packed with articles, podcasts, and videos that cover a wide range of nerdy topics. And just like any ministry, we are largely supported by those willing to partner with us financially. As one of the newest staff members of LTN and a part-time nerd culture missionary, I'm looking to build my support team to help this radio station grow and help my family financially as I pour more focus into all I get to do for Love Thy Nerd. For more information, visit lovethynerd.com slash radiomat. Love Thy Nerd is a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization, and your gift is tax deductible. Once again, I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And remember, if nobody else tells you, we promise it's true. Jesus Jesus loves loves you, nerd. nerd.